Hello, welcome back to another episode of Crowd Workcast. My name is Andrew Barnett. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, this week's episode, uh, I caught up with a, a friend of mine by the name of Cameron James. Uh, Cameron is a Sydney-based stand-up comedian uh, who uh, actually grew up in Newcastle uh, and is a lovely man. And uh, we, uh, I've known Cameron um, for, for a few years now since we were both sort of doing open mics. Um, and uh, Cameron actually came uh, runner-up in the 2011, I believe it was, Raw Comedy National Final. Uh, way back then. He's been kicking goals ever since. Uh, he's a fantastic guy. Um, and uh, yeah, in this episode you hear we, uh, we share a little bit of our uh, common, uh, uh, common heritage in Newcastle, I suppose you'd call it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun chat. And Cam is, is that kind of guy. You never know where the conversation's going to go. So uh, we had a good time. Uh, this week's episode actually well, it was recorded. Um, we were on uh, the handheld mic, so we were mobile. We are away from Barnett Studios, where I usually record these. Uh, we were actually in his, uh, at the office of his management and, uh, they had a little area there we could use. Um, so big thank you to A-List, uh, entertainment for letting us use their space. Um, but you will hear a little bit of a difference in, uh, sound quality. It's not big, but, uh, it is there. So I'll note that at the top, but, um, still a very, very enjoyable conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So without any further ado, please enjoy episode 15 with Cameron James. All right, new episode. G'day, buddy. What's your name? Hey, I'm Cameron James. Cameron James. You got any nicknames, Cameron? Oh yeah, CJ Cam Jam, um, baby baby doll. Baby doll. Yeah, <laughs> I know sure. baby doll. I was thinking more Sugar of Cam, Cam the Snake James. Oh yeah, that's when I tried to get started. Mm. Cam the Snake, and then um, someone shortened it to Cum Snake. <laughs> Cum Snake. And that blew up in my face big time. The cum snake yeah, blew up in your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the entendres are Long story are short, early. long story short, uh, yeah, I got cum on my face. Don't worry about it. I was pretty happy with when, because uh, I think when you first put that on Facebook, I <laughs> sent you a picture of a mongoose <laughs> eating a snake and yeah. saying, call me the mongoose. Oh, um, brutal. Because it's not, it's not often you get to threaten a bloke and show off your National Geographic <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I've watched a doco. <laughs> well, I, c- I threw the snake thing around because... Becky refers to herself as a rat, and I pictured that a, a snake would probably eat a rat. Yeah. And so I used it as an intimidation technique, similar to you. See, yeah. uh, we come from the same um, psychological standpoint here where we just want to outshine someone else. Yeah, it's, uh, it's <laughs> through our own insecurities. Yeah. At least mine is anyway. I yeah, I think yours. we're lashing out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, could be to do. So where did you grow up, speaking of uh, similar... Similar backgrounds. Oh, yeah. Newcastle, New South Wales, 2290. 2290. Charlestown area. Charlestown, uh, Dudley. Uh, it's 2282, my friend. Oh, Warners oh, Bay. Yeah, yeah, actually. Well, Ellie Barner, but yeah. Ellie Barner, Warners Bay, yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, we should let your listeners know that we did attempt to record one of these before in the past. We did. Yes. And um, it was a good rehearsal. <laughs> it was good. I'm uh, just now. I'm very nervous. Now you're real paranoid that it's <laughs> it's not going to work again. Yeah. So what happened last time was I think at some point the power cut out. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, and so we just lost all audio. Yep. And we had a very in depth conversation where I think tears were shared and 
Um, we got deep into the artist's experience and the a lot of insight. I think a lot of was, insight. There was growth. Yeah, there was there was a growth. I got you to check my growth. <laughs> yeah, you said it was not cancerous. It was fine. Benign. Yeah, benign. 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 Um, we've got um, we did dig into where we came from last time a little bit. I'm getting flashbacks now because I I remember when you said you were from the Elibana area, which I knew anyway. Um, that I was intimidated by kids from that area. You're intimidated by kids from Elibana. Well, from the Warners Bay area, Elibana area. What yeah. was it? Is that a rough thing or a... No, there was a little gang that used to hang out around there and they called themselves the 2282 crew. Yes, I, I've seen their tags. <laughs> yeah, um, on every letter that you've been sent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, those guys are after me. <laughs> they even get to my bank statements. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, they used to roll around and I was so scared of those guys. And then there was a crew from my area, Dudley, and uh, they were called the DLR, which stood for Dudley Leggy Redhead, the three beaches in the area. DLR. Yeah. Like, isn't it? Doesn't it? Like... <laughs> it's amazing how pathetic that sounds now, but how intimidating it was at the time. Two two eight two are here, are they? Oh, don't worry, the DLR are here. It's like, yeah, we've named oh. our gangs after the suburbs that our parents have chosen to live in, yeah. <laughs> and they're nice suburbs, yeah, too, with Catholic quietly. schools. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it's such a strange. Um, I wonder how Australia Post feel about that. Like guys just, just <laughs> identifying through the postcodes, it's like oh man, like that might if you get go for the interview as a postie or something, uh, you yeah. just show off your like two two eight two tat. Yeah, it's I like, love yeah, Warner's Bay. I'll never leave. Yeah, man, I I was so scared of those people. Yeah, when did you 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 lived there? Not the whole time though, right? Yeah. No, we moved there when I was going into year uh, year eleven. So oh, yep, yep, yep. So that was ninety eight. Yeah, and you were in the country before then. Yeah, or we were down in a little place called Corowa, uh-huh. down on the uh, Victorian border. Oh wow! This was uh, it was nice. It was um, yeah, little little town, five and a half thousand people. That is little near the uh, you know, you probably uh, don't even realise it, but you've uh, eaten products from down that way. Probably. What have I eaten from down there? Uh, you ever had a roll up, my friend? Of course I have. It's real fruit flat out. Yeah, Uncle Toby's roll ups. That's where they you make them. You might have heard of their oats. Oh, uh, I love their oats. Yeah, I love them. I have them every yeah. day. Yeah, well, Uncle Toby's. Oh, yeah, the Uncle Toby's factory was uh, just across the river in a little town called Waganya. Ah. Now, with um, which is interesting because on the border, like along the border, the Murray River there, there's um, basically the way it works is you have a town each side of the river mostly, mm-hmm. um, but one town's big and one town's tiny. Um, five and a half thousand. We were the big town. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Waganya was five hundred people. Um, and but yeah, do they all work in the factory? Uh, not all them, but a lot of the people that like I went to school they with. Used to commute across parents. the river. Yeah, and then so the main two main employers outside of farming and that sort of stuff were um were the Uncle Toby's factory mm-hmm. uh, was one big one, and the other one was the uh, the piggery. Oh right, right, so right. So people either worked at Bungie Piggery or mm-hmm. Bungie Feeds, which were just the basically <laughs> the company that brought the <laughs> feeds in for the pigs. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. So you're either in pigs or oats. Yeah. So as a consequence, um, <laughs> kids like kids I went to school with would get, they'd sometimes get the early run on like roll ups came around a little earlier. Oh, than that's pretty good. I'd love that. Yeah. We, and more than once in school, we did have, uh, um, a little, um, visits. They call them incursions now, uh, mm. uh at school. Did they do that at What's school? an incursion? So you know how you go on an excursion? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
that's what, that's what they honestly call that. It, an incursion. That's what my my, uh, oh, my son said to me. Oh, we've got an incursion today. I was like, depressing. oh my god, and there's trouble. It's, yes, <laughs> rebels on the back. Good, does it? No. <laughs> and so um, I thought the Russians were coming yeah. or something. But no, it was just like a you know like someone coming to show a bit of wildlife off or something like that. Oh, that's so good. So you get the Uncle Toby's people come through. Yeah, do a bit of product testing. What did you like about this? Uh, it was all sugar. Yeah. That's what we liked about it. Yeah, yeah. I like the strawberry flavor. Yeah, I liked it because it made my mouth numb. Mm. I well, don't like strawberries, know, but I like the strawberry <laughs> flavor. <laughs> this tastes better than real strawberries. Yeah. As you know, from Newcastle, obviously, most people who were in there were in some in industry as well. But my granddad, who grew up there, worked at the Oak, and so did my uncle and everything like oh, that. So we yes. used to get some Oak products as well growing up. Lots of chalky milks. And, and then at one point, for years even, we our, all our beach hats that we wore were either Oak or Milo brand <laughs> beach hats because they had... Um, Malf- oh, not malfunction. They were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they were misprinted logos <laughs> on the hats. Yes. So there was like an I'm an Oak Eater um, hat, which was had no punctuation. So it just said Iman Oak Eater. <laughs> 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 so I had that for years. I had a flat brim of that. I feel like that <laughs> could be a character. Iman Oak Eater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of incursions actually. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, the Milo ones, yeah, yeah. So look, similar, similar backgrounds. Wow, that's um, mm. yeah, that's that. It's interesting those things when you're growing up, like the, those little things. I remember the things that seemed important. I was really annoyed that my parents didn't work at either Uncle Toby's or the Piggery because mm. Uncle Toby's obviously they got access to the all the Uncle Toby stuff, cheap and good. Um, I don't know. I still wonder if they were allowed to take it or whether there was a bit of sh- like factory lifting going on. But yeah. um, yeah. The other the, for the pe- kids whose parents worked at the piggery, mm. the piggery would have a Christmas party every year that was legendary, called the piggery do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh, I'm not lying. Yeah, the piggery do right, and the piggery do. Uh, Santa would come and give the kids <laughs> presents, and I was I just remember just being wishing, yeah, like wishing uh, like we could have gone to the piggery do. Oh. Now I look back at it, I, I, I start to realise why my dad was unapologetic that he didn't work at the piggery. <laughs> what did your parents do? Uh, my old man's a teacher. Oh, okay, right. So, well, he's a, when we were down there, like he's, yeah, he was the head maths teacher at the high school in town and then he became principal of a central school, which was about 70k out of town. Uh-huh. Um, in a different town. It wasn't just out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, in a in a much smaller place uh, called Oakland's, he was the principal at Oakland Central, and then yeah, we moved to Newcastle. Uh, he was the deputy at Swansea. Swansea High. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. See, I knew kids from that area too. Yeah. Wow. Also, some intimidating kids. Yes, there were some intimidating <laughs> kids <laughs> yeah. from Swansea. Yeah. Yeah. They. they depends if they were closer to the channel. More intimidating. Sure, uh, absolutely. Caves Beach. Anyway. Get them yeah. to Caves Beach. They're a bit, yeah. Yeah, they're a bit more <laughs> mellow. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a suburban area. Yeah. Well, this is a lot of Newcastle chat. I think your listeners will like it. I think they should know a little bit more about the area. Yeah. The Steel City. Um, I think, I think too, because um, there is, like, I don't know if you found this, but in Sydney, people assume that if, like, like sometimes, you know, you go, oh, I'm from Newcastle. I grew up in Newcastle. Oh, do you know so-and-so? He's from Newcastle. And you're <laughs> like, oh, it's a pretty big place. Yeah. 
But when you and I met, it turns out you did go to school <laughs> with my brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was so disappointed. I was it's like, such oh. a cliche, isn't it? When people go, oh, yeah, I know a guy who from Newcastle. Do you know him? And then most of the time you get that snobbery about you. But yeah, we actually, I went to school with your brother and we also had another mate in common, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's two connections there. Uh, and I've found that with actually pretty much anyone I meet from Newcastle, you know, even if I don't know them, there is some friend in common or a friend of a friend like Reese Nicholson right didn't uh, yeah. I didn't know him at all through the time that I lived there and uh, we went to different schools all that jazz with different ages but then um you know all it takes is one conversation and he's like oh do you know oh, I knew a guy who did this and then I go oh yeah I think I knew that guy through my friend or whatever and then it turns out that we were at the same event, you know, in like 2004 or whatever. So, what's the age difference between you and him? Oh, it must be a year or two. I think he's a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because I feel like he, like, you would be the bridge to, to get me to that. You'd be like the next <laughs> degree of separation. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be me or your brother. That'd be yeah, the, that, the, that, the step. I need yeah. someone in the middle age, <laughs> age break. Because we just probably, yeah, Reese would have been a bit young when I was kicking around there. But, um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a nice. What do you do? You, do you go back often? Um, not so much. I haven't gone so b- back so much recently, but I'll be going back obviously for Christmas coming up. <laughs> I love that. That's <laughs> such a Newcastle thing to say. Obviously, I'm going. Obviously, home for I've got to go home for Christmas because yeah. that's the only option. No, yeah, because my um my wife's family are from the Blue Mountains, so we we they're two opposite directions. Really? Yeah. So we. It's either going down in Newcastle or up to the mountains. So we'll split the diff sometimes and just not go either places. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So this year this year's a Newcastle Christmas. It's a Newcastle Christmas. Well, her mum and dad live in Newcastle, but her the rest of her family are in the mountains. No, Last okay. time we spoke was I even married yet? We I must have been. I must have been. I think just you were married. you were just married, yeah. God. It was all pretty fresh. <laughs> um you were you just, oh, just man. had that glow about you. I'd finally it. done it. I'd yeah. finally popped the cherry. Yeah, yeah. it was. I got to tell you, it felt so good. Actually, I'm glad we didn't record the first 20 minutes because it's pretty much all you talked about. Yeah, yeah. The honeymoon. Um, yeah, it felt really weird at first, but then um, by the time I finished, it felt really great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end bit was the best bit. Mm. And knowing that God wouldn't be upset with you for having done that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, obviously, obviously, we had the all the stations of the cross around the room and yeah. we, we paid our respects to every station. We did the whipping and all that stuff. <laughs> I thought it was a bit, uh, I thought it was a bit old school hanging the bed sheet out on the balcony the next morning <laughs> to, to, to let everyone in the village know. Can you, that's an Italian custom. In they, really? They yeah. go, we did it. Look, <laughs> Show the st- that, can you like old school? Like it's not, I'm not suggesting it's not happening, still now. happening now, <laughs> but that is an old custom. It um, feels a little bit like uh, waving a white flag though. Retreat, doesn't it? Like, well, I think surrender. There's, there's not all white. I think that's, oh the, yeah. There's a white bit point. at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, very, <laughs> I, just, I just can't imagine living in those, any time like that where it was sort yeah. of just brag about. No. <laughs> that's or even, um, I mean, I don't, you know, like there was times in the medieval times, I'm sure, where there was a whole ritual of betting. Oh, yeah. Like the whole village and the whole kingdom would know about it. Oh, mate, I'm <laughs> reading uh, at the moment. I'm reading. I'm reading. <laughs> I don't read. I'm listening I'm, to a podcast. I'm <laughs> I can't believe I said reading <laughs> when I meant listening to a podcast. Yeah, of course. Of um, course. I've been getting into a couple of history podcasts yeah. and I'm listening to this one, um, which is really good. It's, I'll give it a plug for anyone 
Who gives a fuck? But yeah, <laughs> it has way more listeners than this. But um, it's called Hardcore History. Have you ever listened? I've to heard about it. I've never listened to Man, it. Man, some of the best. And I'm listening to this five part series called Wrath of the Khans mm-hmm. about um Genghis Khan and then the, oh, cool. the basically the Khan Empire after yeah. that. And they were like, uh, from listening to these podcasts, I'm just getting the idea that I just wouldn't cope in no. any other history period at all. You were like built for these just, times. Yeah, built for these times. Like, yeah. it's just brutal, the stuff <laughs> they did. They reckon there's 17 million direct descendants of Genghis Khan living today. <sighs> just because he, like, when they go in... Um, pillage, huh? Yeah, and the, and the rape bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, so, yeah, like, when you think about that, like, that's just brutal. That's, and how that's common that was. That's fucking crazy. And you go back, I listened to another series on the um, the Achaemenid Persian Empire mm. and the shit the Assyrians used to do to their, um, like when, like if they um, like took, o- like basically took over a kingdom and then there was a rebel uprising, the stuff they do to the nobles, like just <laughs> in, like just like, oh, just horrible shit <laughs> in front of people. And it was all about spectacle in front of the royals. Like, yeah. Yeah, guess what? Your daughter's getting sold into slavery. You're going to sit and watch. Just that is, horrible. That's really what it was all about then, wasn't it? It was spectacle yeah. and kind of embarrassing and shaming an empire. Well, you can could, see you know? how much, like you, you listen to that, you go, oh, actually, yeah, that is, you know how they go, oh, they talk about the link, missing link between humans and apes. Yeah. Yeah. That was our missing <laughs> link period of that's like, them. in terms of. We were still very animalistic. It was all that yeah. alpha behavior. Like, yeah. you, know, you have to establish it and show it in front of everyone. I just, I just wouldn't have coped. I wouldn't no. have been any good. I just would ah, you want to rebel? Ah, okay. Have you heard Edo's bit about um, Protestants and Catholics? It's, she's got a bit about medieval torture. No. She's like, what? They were all so proud. They, none of them who were being tortured would ever just denounce Catholicism and go to pros- Protestants. And she's like, why wouldn't you? Just say it. You don't have to be proud. Like, just say you're a Protestant. Who gives a shit? And then her bit is just kind of about all the ways that they were tortured and how if it was her, she would just be like, no, yeah, I'm a Protestant. I am. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then just privately to herself being like, I'm a Catholic. <laughs> yeah. And then when you get back with your Catholic friends, yeah. so Catholic. Hey? Oh, God. Had my fingers crossed the whole yeah, time. They, yeah. <laughs> you do anything. I, yeah. would, I mean, I would, I guess the way to get out of it back then, if you were around those times and if I was there with you would be we would have to be witches like warlocks yeah. we'd have to be like that kind of thing where we're just using our intellect to fool people yeah exactly you'd have to you'd just be like this is it, like i get the feeling like the druid you know how they don't know really yeah. heaps about druids yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it was just dudes who were like fuck this we got to get away from this yeah. shit. <laughs> let's just be heaps mysterious yeah. let's, uh, let's trick a couple of these big fellas into building stonehenge yeah and then we'll tell them it's something you know symbolic oh what's it for yeah you don't need to know guys You'll find out on the day of reckoning. Yeah, I'd I'd lie. I'd just be a liar. You'd be if you had to go to any other time period. What would it be for you? Two thousand five. Oh, heady times. Yeah. Oh heady. God, can you remember? Oh God, those times just kicking around Newcastle, going yeah. to Customs House. See, for me, I, I'm I, like I'm a bit more adventurous. I go back probably ninety eight. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Just because it's uh, like. <laughs> You gotta remember, like I. The more I think about it, remember the Matrix when it's explained, like what the Matrix is and why it's set, mm. like why it's set in what was the modern time, mm. then like the end of the twentieth century, um, why um why it was considered like the that was the peak of Western civilization. Mm. The longer we go on, the more I feel like 
that was right. Like the movie, <laughs> we really did right. peak in like, because that's all, pr- remember how just like no worries anyone had pre-September 11, like it was yeah, just, yeah, true. it was just a, mm. like a much cruisier place. Yeah, it, you can look at it in the way that pop culture has kind of changed over the past like 20 years or however. How long has it been since 9-11? And what year is it? What year it's are we in? We're, we're in 2016. I, sorry, I'm traveling through time as well, so <laughs> I never remember where I'm currently at. Yeah, but um, like pop, even pop culture is different now. Like everything is kind of exists as a reaction to fear now mm. in a way or uh, or a sort of soma, like a kind of supplement to kind of make people go hey don't worry don't worry but before then fuck you could do whatever you want there was fucking jackass was on there was oh. punked and shit. that was it was just was dangerous shit on tv all the time people doing crazy it stuff. was the peak of stupid shit but yeah. for innocent reasons like yeah. there was no real like you know <laughs> think about like the the mo- like american pie all oh, the movies yeah. there was no real heavy no real weight to any of it no, no. <laughs> and it was so good i miss <laughs> it yeah, American Pipe. Yeah, maybe maybe I'd go back to their 99, 98, 99, 99. yeah. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Yeah, sure. Lots yeah. of Third Eye Blind and yeah. shit like that. How old were you then? What, what age was that? 99, I was in year six. Year six. Yes, so 12, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, now I'm, uh, I think I'm getting coloured by that because I was, like, I turned, what, 18 in 99? Yeah. So that's just, you know, you still. That's a good time. Yeah, you still feel invincible. Um, yeah. I'd like to go back, though, now. like With so your current. Awareness. With my current, um, like, ex- like brain life experience, yeah, yeah, all that, and then go back and be in. I know what eighteen-year-old me. Like go back into eighteen-year-old you, and you would just take advantage of every opportunity that you could. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> By which, uh, study hard. Yeah, get really of course. Good yeah, get, yeah, that sort of stuff. Get a good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, Buy a house early. No, yeah. I think about that all the time. <laughs> invest like if, in property. If I could Just go, go back to the late seventies and invest in property, that'd be the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fully biff this shit. <laughs> I'd invest in um, a little product called Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, Apple. You'd get in on Apple, surely. Yeah. Oh, remember because Apple f- hit that real. People don't even. Probably there's a lot of people listening too young to remember. Mm. Um, you like that? There's a lot of people <laughs> listening. Maybe not. There might be no one listening. But um, listening. But the thing is, is that there was that period that gets sort of forgotten now, where Apple stock were like junk. It yeah. was almost like it was nothing. nothing. The uh, when Steve Jobs was away, like yeah, before even, the return um, of the king, even before you know, because the i the what's it called the, the you know that famous product of theirs, the iPod. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it called again? The one that revolutionised uh, culture and media. That when that came out, I guess when would I? What age would I have been? I guess it would have been around year ten or year eleven or something was when the first one came out. But there were things before that. There were little MP3 players and there were mini disc players and stuff like that. And mini nothing was players. catching. Nothing no. caught. I remember, you know who had a mini disc player? <laughs> Jason Bone. Our oh, did he? <laughs> he had a mini disc player. And he used to have to burn his CDs onto the mini disc. Because they could, could hold, hold more than CDs. Yes. <laughs> I remember my buddy Adam Simpson, who actually went to school with your brother, I think. Um, primary school, I think, with him. He had one as well. And he just loaded it up with Limp Bizkit and corn. Yeah. I, th- I thought they came preloaded. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he'd rollerblade in wearing uh, wearing his <laughs> mini disc. Remember, because the, the mini disc too, they came in like a. It wasn't actually like you know the CDs, basically just the disc. Yeah, it came in its own case. It was a cartridge sort of thing. Yeah, it was like. 
<laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> How did they think it was going to catch on? It was. I mean, yeah, it was small. Fair enough. You could keep it in your pocket. But I reckon the inventor of the mini disc, as soon as he heard of MP3, as soon as the friggin' Zoom came along or whatever was first, the iPod, just must have killed himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he must have just It, it was around the time, too, that MP3 was coming along because Napster was a thing. Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, that's it. And he must have just been like, what? Yeah. Like they're putting them on computer. No, 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 trust me. They're still going to yeah, love these oh, little cartridges. You, compression. Yeah, you'll be able to burn heaps to these little cartridges. <laughs> you'll be able to burn your whole album to this. Little, like, you, probably three or four CDs you'll get on this little cartridge. Yeah, but Mr. Minidisc, you're not listening. Um, They're not going to even have cartridges. It's just all going to be on one uh, unit that's going to be probably uh, the size of your cartridge. But So it'll have a cartridge inside No, no, it. it's got no cartridge. It's just a card, like a memory card. But what's spinning? Nothing spins. <laughs> Nothing spins. Just heads. Heads <laughs> hey, are going to spin. Oh, oh, I know music. Something <laughs> needs to spin. <laughs> I am so lucky. Anyway, I've got this other idea. It's for videos. It's called Laserdiscs. Oh, boy. Oh, brother. <laughs> I'm going the other way. I'm, <laughs> I'm going so big. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, I never had one, though. Not cool enough. Had a Discman. I had a Discman. Yeah. I had a... Um, skipped all the time. Yeah, well, I had a... I, had a <laughs> I was only talking about this with someone recently about remembering how... Because I had a, a decent Discman that had like had like 25-second shock protection or something oh, like that. Like it was nice. ridiculous. Nice. But still, three bumps in a car, you were done. Yep. <laughs> like it just a couple didn't of speed bumps. Yeah. We got to remember, yeah, the, with the... Did you ever have the tape connector for your car? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So you... This is uh, that would now that <laughs> try and explain is that, that, that to was a the kid cassette now. that you stuck into the yeah player and then it had, and then it had an auxiliary out cord out of it like a headphones cord yeah fucking hell like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> honestly what what is this time that we're living in where we've even just it doesn't feel like technology has progressed that much but it clearly fucking has <laughs> holy I, shit yeah like I when I think back mm. about that that sort of early post high school and high school mm. I don't really rem- like it's hard to picture me not having a mobile phone but I yeah. definitely didn't and oh, yeah. the mobile phone that I first bought I had my first mobile phone was um I was with um what was the name of that one tell or whatever oh that went, yeah that went broke yeah it was one tell yeah, yeah that was I was with them and I had a sagem <laughs> mobile phone Jesus yeah some what French the thing fuck is that <laughs> it was it was horrible um and yeah, that, that and now I look back at that like and just and I thought like man, this is whoa, mm. get a phone call anywhere. Um, and I was the last of. A and lot imagine of going back now and telling yourself, guess what, you're going to have one of these, but you're not even going to make phone calls with it. It's just yeah. going to be for other things. It's going to have all your music on it. <laughs> it's going to have a mini disc player spin? in it. Wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I, was, mm. I remember, I remember having mm. when the iPhone first came out, being excited that I wouldn't have to carry my iPod and my phone yeah. everywhere. The best. Oh. We're living in a beautiful time. I wouldn't go anywhere. No, I wouldn't go anywhere. This either. time's the time. We don't get murdered. We're fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. Yeah, 2016's have been a bit of a a weird year. It's been a weird one. Everyone's saying that now. Too. People are saying that because of the media, the popular deaths, and obviously the Trump election. But um. How has this year been for you, like as a person? Have you had a good year? I'm just trying to think. I've had a reasonable year, I think. Mm. I've had uh, had a little bit of, um, yeah, some good good fortune. Yeah, nothing terrible's happened to me personally this year that yeah. I can remember right now. Yeah, I, I might leave and go. Oh, that's right. Oh, my that's my right, favorite auntie died. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Your favorite? You have a favorite? No, no, um, I got a lot of aunties. Love them all. Love them all. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, speaking of favourites, so um, my father-in-law, right, 
Luddite. <laughs> like, just <laughs> ultimate country bloke. Like, mm-hmm. I've talked about this on in my last show. I talked about his name's Bruce and it's Bruce for a reason. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If you go, this guy's from the country, his name's yeah. Bruce, yeah. you're picturing the guy. Yeah, right. Right. He, um, <laughs> he's so he's, um, he, he set up. He's. We gave him an old iPhone because yeah. he had an Aldi phone yeah. that um, oh, <laughs> wasn't working. Now he's obsessed with Aldi, but so his his phone plan prepaid through Aldi. Mm. Right, it's an Aldi plan. Um, will this work with my iPhone? I'm like, well, I hope not. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we got it. We got him all set up. Anyways, t- trying to put the email on the phone, mm. and um, he came down and he couldn't. He locked himself out of his emails mm. um, because he was at he was at he's visiting his brother. At his brother's work, um, secretary says, yeah, yeah, you can log on on my computer. So he types his password in like seven times wrong because she didn't have the number lock on. <laughs> so he just kept doing the same thing. <laughs> didn't think. Yeah. So anyway, well, Google's wrong. <laughs> so anyway, but so the security questions kick in, right? And my wife had set it up for him. So one of the questions was, who is your favorite child? Oh, Right. Thinking that. He lives up near her brother, so yeah. he's thinking if he locks himself out, he'll be near um, Nick, her brother. Yeah. He, she'll go, he'll go around. Nichols know that Nat set that up like that, and mm. it'll all be a bit of a laugh and whatever. Yeah. He blows up. Why is Google asking me this? <laughs> Why do they want to know that? I don't have a favourite kid. <laughs> Why would Google ask that? That's an offensive question. It is offensive. Why, why did Google... You wouldn't believe it. Google kept asking me who my... <laughs> <laughs> he was blown... He thought he thought someone at Google was asking him <laughs> the question. <laughs> I'm with Bruce on that. That's fucked up. Yeah. All this data mining. They don't need to know that shit about us. Well, that's... He didn't even realise that it's not no. anyone there. Like, no. looking at... Oh, yeah, what's his security There's question? a guy at Google. When you Google something, there's a guy who gets that request yeah. and goes, oh, fuck, and then he has to look it up <laughs> in a book. Where's that encyclopedia? Yeah. <laughs> Open it up. He's just the busiest guy in the world, mainly looking for porn, really. Yeah. It's the main thing he does. Yeah. I'll tell you, I was going to tell you another story about setting up his um, Apple account too, because um, his choice of passwords, but I'm just, I, it's probably not something I should broadcast. You um, want to give out your father-in-law's passwords? No, I don't want to. That's why. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's a good story. Yeah. All right. um, Maybe tell incredibly me. Incredibly simple. <laughs> uh, is one, two, three in it? No, uh, just... Um, Is it just Bruce? <laughs> no, his favourite, like, first one. Okay, so, well, let's just say he, um, his, his first password was bat12. Bat12, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bat12, like, <laughs> uh, it's got to be got to be more complicated. Got to mix the be letters up with the numbers. Ball12. Oh. <laughs> like, no, Bruce, you're not understanding. Bat and ball, that's great. It's that sort of simplistic. Yeah, like, that's great. It's like he was, um, he'd make a great American Indian because he was just looking around, looking for things and just like, yeah. oh, that can be my password. Yeah. Window. Yeah. <laughs> I've had the sa- I shouldn't say this, but I've had the same password for about, probably since 9-11. How many years has that been? 30 years? 40 <laughs> years? <laughs> yeah. No, interesting. I, I'm going to go off the grid, I think. Yeah, well, do you ever fantasize about that? Just going always, always fantasize about it, and then I'll take a couple of days off things, and then I start to feel the twitch again, mm. and then maybe I'll get one good idea for a tweet, and then I'll just get straight back into it. Like I, I stayed away one from good Instagram idea for, a tweet. for you ages. Tweet it. I'm, I'll never tweet it. <laughs> never. I'm hanging on to it till I get famous. <laughs> yeah. Once that verified tick goes, yeah, then bang, there's my tweet, and then I'm out. That'd be that'd be amazing, an amazing <laughs> just one tweet career. Boom! Out the of guy here. that won Twitter. Yeah, immediate verification of that one tweet. 
I am. Um, yeah, I get. I get antsy. Like I do the thing where, like, I don't know about you, but like, if I am gigging lots, like mm. I'll go, oh, I'd just give anything to have a Friday night off. Mm. Um, if I look at Facebook on that Friday night and just see, because everyone's you know doing this gig, doing that gig, yeah. then just immediately it sets. It's bad in. for that. Like I'm like, oh, why aren't I working? I should be working. Yeah. What am I doing? It's definitely bad for that FOMO. They call mm. it. FOMO. What's FOMO? Fear of missing out. Mm. That's what it is. And uh, yeah, I find that if I'm in a dry patch or if I'm you know, like in a bit of a slow period or something, I'll definitely end up staying further away from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook than I normally am. Whereas if I'm busy, like the last, the first thing you want to do is sort of somehow let people know that you're busy in some yeah. weird <laughs> fucked up way. And even if you're not going, look at this gig I'm doing, look at this gig, like I'll be tweeting all the time or whatever anyway. But yeah, um, because I didn't do the festivals this year, right? So I, for a reason I chose not to do them because I wanted to instead um, marry my girl, okay. um, which I thought would, was a nice thing of me to do. Um, <laughs> I'm a kind of a hero. Yeah. Look, I, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought she could have done better, but uh, Li- no, the jury's still out. She could yeah. still do better. Hey, yeah. It's yeah. a modern world. Yeah, exactly. It? Anything could happen. We could get it, uh, get the divorce, get it annulled. It was a Catholic wedding, obviously. Good man. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I like the obvious. It really thing. wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. Um, well, that's easy to get annulled then. I know. You don't even need to look. We might not even be married. I've never seen the certificate. Yeah. There were people there. That doesn't mean shit. Yeah. It was in a warehouse. In a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. We're you very, are hipster. We are very... It was the most hipster asshole wedding, but it was beautiful. It was the best day of my life. So, but I... During that whole month of March, I couldn't look at Instagram because all I would see were people's photos of themselves out at festival club or flyering or photos of their sold out stickers on the board and I just couldn't do it. I know I'm I gotta be above that, but during that month I was like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm staying away. No, I can't is, look at it. <laughs> that is hard though. Like is you do like and you don't even it never occurs to you that that the, you know, they're doing like twenty eight nights. Yeah. And they post three times with sold out stickers and you're like, man, they're doing good. They're killing it. They're killing it. They're struggling. They did it night to four the night before. Yeah. No no one's posting. Oh yeah. Look at my audience. Four people. Yeah, I know. And then I went down to Melbourne during the month to do a little bit of like just gigs in Melbourne. And actually it was great being there and seeing how much everyone was struggling. (laughs) <laughs> and it really did re- it really did make me feel great to go oh i don't have to be jealous of these people they're all exhausted and they're like working their asses off and they're burnt out and i can just swan in <laughs> and mc some gigs <laughs> which will probably pay yeah get pay get a little bit of glory and then go back home <laughs> and yeah. not I don't know. And make sure every conversation, no, 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 I didn't, uh, just chose not to do the. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I got married. (laughs) I just kept saying that. (laughs) I went on a honeymoon. No, it was really nice. Yeah, but anyway, it's good to be gigging again. How's your (laughs) festival been going? (laughs) What an arsehole. I know, I was fucked. I'm an arsehole. That's awesome. No, that that is, it's weird though, because I think too, like, when, if you just go by everyone's Facebook feed, You'd think everyone's killing it all yeah, the time. Of course, because you're not like no one's posting just average no. stuff. So, it it's I I find it really yeah I'd love to get off it I'd love to, but um yeah I won't I'm too insecure no. I'd feel like I'm missing out. I find it, you know, 
I've gotten over the last couple of years, I feel like I've gotten better at sort of not wanting to impress so much and, and not wanting to stalk people and see what everyone's doing and all their achievements. But I've definitely found Facebook and Twitter just good and a good outlet for me to be just a smart ass fucking around and trying to be funny and like yeah that's what it should be for but it's taken me fucking four years of doing comedy to go oh yeah i can be funny on this thing i don't have to like your posts i very rarely i'm trying to think i don't know if i've seen a actual like post that's not in some way um i'm losing words this afternoon (laughs) uh that your posts aren't genuine like not genuinely what you're Saying like no. you, there's a lot of very sarcastic, <laughs> very ironic. There's <laughs> often a character. Yes, yeah. that, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> it's posts that are gen- generally in character rather than yourself anyway. Yeah, exactly. Which does strike me as you're having a lot of fun. Yeah, I know totally. But before it was just like years ago, I'd be like, I barely posted anything because I was always just worried about what everyone else is doing yeah <laughs> and then when you hit that wall of like oh, i don't give a shit who cares it's just like have fun and say smart ass things make fun of comedy make fun of the industry and the scene and all i used stuff. to get real nervous about tweeting in case like because i was like oh, i don't want to like because you think that um that you're like what you say it, it, it's as though everyone, everyone of your followers is all in a room and you're saying it and they all hear it. Yeah. And what you don't, like, and then it just occurred to me, oh, no one's even looking at this. No one this. sees anything. No. It all, it all happens so fast. I reckon if you tweet, if you tweet something and it doesn't get any activity for 10 minutes, it's dead. It's gone. Yeah. Like, it's, no one saw it. Such a bad It's so fast. It? it all depends on how much people are tweeting at the time. What's going on in the trends and all that? There's shit. nothing worse than having <laughs> that, just like conceiving. Oh, that's a that's a funny tweet. Yeah, that's gonna get all the love. And you tweet it and just nothing. It's the worst. It's like what? What? what <laughs> sometimes I'll be. Sometimes I'll delete it. Other times I'll oh, go. Really? Yeah, I'll always cure. I'll delete tweets if they don't get anything. Always. Oh, wow. And then maybe this is so. This is pulling back the curtain. But who gives a shit? Twitter doesn't mean anything anyway. It's all just a joke. But um, sometimes I'll go. No, that is funny. And then I'll just save it. I'll put it back in the drafts folder or whatever and then just tweet it again in a couple of hours. Still nothing. Then I'll go, no, I still believe in it. And then I'll retweet my own tweet an hour later. Are you serious? And if it's nothing, then it's so embarrassing because I know that at least three people have seen me attempt it, attempt this one joke. (laughs) Like someone called me out on it the other day. Someone said, didn't you tweet this yesterday? I went, yeah, I did. Uh, But no one said anything. Thanks for paying attention. (laughs) Thanks, mate. (laughs) Who's that that's paying that much attention to Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But they caught me out and I felt so embarrassed. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. And you know what? It, that seems embarrassing too. But you know that until now, you and that person were the only people knew yeah, about them calling you out on it too. But Twitter's so dumb. It'll be gone. Everyone says it's dying anyway. They say that, um, that, you know, they've been saying it every year, that there's getting less and less. They've hit the plateau of people signing up to it. And now it's just drop-offs. So which it'll is, be gone. Which is like good because I've got heaps of followers I need to lose. <laughs> um, <laughs> far out. I am. I, I, the most followers, like the biggest uptick I've ever had in followers was one night I was at the uh, the Mike in Hand mm. in Glebe and Dale Stain, the South African mm. fast bowler, was in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and so I um, got, me and Matty B, both Cricket Tragics, cornered him after the show and yeah. just talked his ear off yeah. and um, got a photo with him and tweeted it. 
and he retweeted it. Oh. And all of a sudden, I picked up like a thousand like Indian followers, like in <laughs> like within a couple of days. And I was getting retweets from all these people That's in India. So good. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Does nothing for my actual like. No. Hey, come to my show. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Can you guys fly over? It's like I couldn't work out for ages how to regram on Instagram. Oh yeah, it's you know, how you need like do you need There's another app? app. Yeah, yeah, you need Instagram. Have another app. Social media is so weird. How like you know we're comedians, but we are expected to be across marketing and social media techniques, and we're expected yeah, to be. We we can be funny on stage in front of people with a microphone, but now the industry is at a point where we're expected to be funny in photos, videos. And like 140 characters as well. It's fucking insane. It makes no yeah. sense. And you like some some um, places. Not so much my experience here, but that's that's one of the things industry look at is what is your yeah basic your social media footprint. It's crazy. What's it like? How many followers you got on the list? And if you don't have it, then they're not that interested in you because you're not you're not a marketing opportunity. For I know, them. but that shouldn't be what it's about. Hey, it should be you know that should be left to the f- suits. Yeah, <laughs> the I know. On the scene. There's all this talk about let's get rid of all the, you know, like, hey, no barriers to entry. Mm. Like, you know, there's no more gatekeepers. Turns out they did a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we like, needed them. Oh man, I, I don't know about I would gladly pay someone to take care of all that stuff for me. Yeah, I reckon I'd keep Twitter until it goes. But I Instagram I could lose. And, you know, Facebook I barely put anything up on there apart from my podcast anyway. So... I don't know. I think it's all. It is all embarrassing how we're supposed to split our energy across being creative person and being a marketer and also being a producer. You know, like there's yeah. so many different things that we have to do, and no one else really has that uh, in the arts. No one else really has to do all that. Yeah, it's a weird, it's such a such a weird um, section of the arts, though, mm. like stand up because, and like I said, there is. In some ways, it's great because there really is no barrier to entry. You, yeah. Anyone can go along to an open mic and yeah. start getting up and performing. And then within two weeks, you can be on a bill with the f- most famous comic in the country, maybe. You know, yeah. I can remember when I was doing comedy for less than two months, I was on a bill with friggin' Tony Woods, you know, yeah, who's like a hero of mine. And I'm like, how the fuck does this make sense? There should be... I shouldn't be on this bill. This is crazy. <laughs> it does. And, and that's the thing. Like it's, But then there's other people who kick around the open mic scenes. Like I, I've been going to a couple of the open mics trying new stuff and, you know, just sort of trying to get back into writing and get yeah. into it. Um, but there's guys like at some of those where I'm like, have we, have we met? And they're like, because they look vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah, we met like two years ago at yeah. a similar open mic. And you're just like, oh, you don't see... There's yeah. some people that just exist in that open mic thing for years. But I think people, some people just, that's all they need. That's all they want. And that's yeah. fine. Oh, They're that's happy exactly there. Right. Yeah. And whereas other people, you know, want to progress or get above it. But other for some people, it's just the thrill of getting up on stage is enough. I don't know. I, um, I kind of wish that was, I kind of wish that it was like, part of me wishes that it was just that you could just like, like you said, without the, you didn't have to be across all the media stuff. Yeah. It was just enough to be really good on stage. Yeah, I know. I know. And, I, you know, maybe it is for some people. Some people seem to just be getting by on just being hilarious and then they have other people to take care of that shit for yeah, them. Yeah, I, I, I find I fall in that um, fall in that weird zone of not being um, 
not being talented enough just to get by on my talent, but not being good looking enough to make up for it either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Nagging yourself right here. No, no, no. <laughs> you fucking <That's> asshole. <laughs> Fishing <laughs> for a big compliment. Fish, yeah. All right, you're hot and you're funny. What do you want from me? This is necking you. This is from the guy. I'll no, we'll just point out where we're sitting. <laughs> I said, oh, can you do my podcast? Can yeah, yeah, sure, man. Like the first episode that we didn't get to record, we just mm. did in his house, went back when he was humble. Um <laughs> But this one, this one, he's like, yeah, yeah, come to, uh, just come to, uh, just go to my management offices. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll call someone. They can make them, which, which is fine. Like I, know I didn't he use made, that he language made at, at least all. two people stay back, um, so to let us in, um, which have, is all fine. Man, I have it's armed fine. guards behind me right now. I did think it was weird that we had to sit under a giant mural of your uh, headshot, yeah. <laughs> which was. I made them. Um, it, that was originally just a painting of Carl Barron, but I made them put hair on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a slight beard. Yeah, yeah, just a slight bit of stubble. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Carl Barron, there's a guy who just gets by on totally being funny. And you know, um, this is, and I'm obviously because we're talking about where we we're sitting in A-list office right now. They represent Carl Barron, so maybe I'm not a hundred percent unbiased, but he is. Um, I have it on decent authority <laughs> that he is still he still sells the most tickets out of everybody in the country. Every comic. Oh yeah, he's he like more than Will, more than Husey. You know, just like destroys because he can play everywhere. Yeah, he is. He's one of those guys who is you know. It's because it's weird because you talk about like you know like you you go to the open mics and you get all the uh, open mic philosophers um, and you know guys mm. that. You know, we're we're a bit the same. Like I'm a bit the same. Like we have you, you know, you want your comedy to be this or that. Yeah. And you know, people go, oh, you don't want to be too broad. You know, you got to. Mm. But you couldn't get in one way more broad appeal than a Carl Barron. Yeah. But it's not because he's trying to be broad. He's very specific in what he does. Yeah, it's he's just, just him, and and people respond to that. And I, I think with him, I haven't seen him in a long time, but you know, he does pretty absurd jokes yeah but he is just such an everyday guy so there's that you that's two different groups of people that you're attracting right there obviously like the not like normal people who want to see just someone like them up on stage and also more comedy savvy people that like a cleverly crafted one-liner like yeah there's there's a lot of levels going on and he came he got famous and i guess so did akmal and husey and all those guys at a time when there was no social media and you could just get famous from doing the footy show doing good news week or doing the gala at melbourne comedy festival and being televised that's it and now we don't have any of those outlets available to us you could you could get on the gala maybe that's what else is there for stand-up though um fucking that's it there's no other stand-up outlets on tv so and I don't know that TV makes the difference that it used to, too, because no. that was the time. They they were on those at a time when a lot of people were watching them. Yeah. Um, now, we, I sh- we should point out that they, they didn't just go on them and then all of a sudden were famous. They went on them destroyed. Yeah, they went on destroyed multiple times as well. And they, um, were, they were already killers around the yeah. circuit. It's not like they just came out of nowhere. That but was, but that was right a vehicle though. to show what they can do yeah. to a large number of people. That's the that's now the challenge is to find that if, what you, if is you've the got thing now? the talent, how do you get your talent out there? And TV doesn't have the reach that it did then either. I mean, I was just reading today that the average viewer of the ABC average age is sixty six, and the average age viewer of Channel Ten is uh, forty three. 
and that's the lower that's the youngest demographic um, TV network in Australia. So if it's aging out, that means that getting a <laughs> getting a TV spot is is just to a smaller and smaller audience every year anyway. Mm. So I guess you know having having said that, um, I do feel like as guys that probably came of age watching comedy in that era when Husey and all those guys mm. made it big on TV, there's still part of me that wants that TV spot just so of it course. feels legitimate. Of course, yeah. Like, even if you said to me, this will do nothing for your career, actually it might, you know, might even set you back six months. Yeah. I'd just be like, yeah, but it's what but my comedy heroes did. But I want to be on did. Speaks and Specs. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I'm... That it's not that even on TV anymore. There's bring my it back. time. There's yeah. your time machine. <laughs> yeah, bring me back so I can be on Speaks and Specs, please. Yeah, I'd love that. I mean, that's the thing. You, it's still a prestige thing for a performer because you grew up watching it, and you want to be on the Melbourne Comedy Festival gala, and you want to, you know, be able to say that you shared a bill with all those people, or you've done. You're in that grand tradition. Yeah. But I, I mean, there are the outlets that are happening now with streaming and whatnot is um, probably where the growing audience is. So I don't know. Maybe is it a compromise? Can you do both? I don't know, guys. I'm asking these questions rhetorically and hopefully we'll be able to have the answer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just <laughs> going for all of it. Just hoping one of your management walks in and says, yes, we've worked out the strategy. <laughs> We just figured it out while you guys were talking. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an interest. I suppose it's an interesting time to be, um, to be trying to do this sort of stuff. And it's probably one of those times, like you said, the the streaming demographic. Mm. Like I, I honestly feel like most TV will be watched over the internet within the the next ten fifteen years yeah. anyway, because it's already going that way. Like mm-hmm. you, if you've got a internet cable TV or you've gotten uh, like you know we we just use the Xbox for our because we've got a because a TV that's eight years old, um, so that the, it's a sh- it's my shame. All right, but um, <laughs> it's when I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we um so but even now, like all the free to air channels still run all their stuff on their streaming service yeah. anyway. So it's the case you you don't you don't watch TV like we don't watch TV as much. Where okay, this is on at this time of night. Yeah. you get you're home not to watch that. It. Yeah. You you watch it because it's there to watch at at your convenience later, which that's I think's it's the best. I think that's the way it's it's gonna have to. I go. can't I honestly can't fucking remember how frustrating it must have felt. I mean, I can st- I remember having to like stay up to watch things. I used to stay up to watch like the Comedy Central presents when my parents got Foxtel for that year. <laughs> 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 we got our dad Foxtel uh, yeah. for Christmas one year, yeah, and then made him pay the bill for the year. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he got rid of it. That's a classic uh, gift from the kids, isn't yeah. it? We signed you up. Now you keep paying <laughs> yeah. sixty bucks a month or whatever it is. Yeah. My parents had it. They got it again when we moved out, and then they've just gotten rid of it again because of Netflix and Stan and Fox mm. and like Fox Sports apps and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, so I used to stay up to watch the Comedy Central Presents. I'd stay up to watch all the panel shows on ABC, like Good News Week, Sticks and Specs, or when it was on 10, Good News Week. Um, and now, like, you wouldn't even think about it. I could get home at midnight after a gig and go, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch In fact, yeah, I'll watch this thing that I wanted to watch. That's yeah. when I watch most of my yeah. TV. When you're still running on adrenaline, you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not ready to sleep yet. I'll watch two shows. Yeah, I'll watch yeah. something and then... You, that for me is a fine line because if I watch something that's too good, it gets my brain going a bit more. Yeah. 
and then I don't sleep either. Um, or I end up just watching something, getting sort of, oh, this is annoying, like, you know, getting frustrated, <laughs> but I'm still not ready to go to, and that's yeah. when I end up trawling Facebook. Oh, yeah. And it's bad. that's no good. It's a fine line. Hey, who, I was wondering this as well. Who was your favorite comedian, or who was the, who are the people that you looked up to when you were sort of wanting to get into stand up or interested in it? Oh man, my early the earliest stand up I can remember ever hearing was that Eddie Murphy. My cousin had um Oh yeah, Delirious had or Delirious oh and Raw, I think, eventually. I watched them both again recently. Oh and man, we he had them on tape. Oh like yeah. We listened to the just yeah. I remember sitting in his room listening to the audio. Yeah. Of it and it was just hilarious even then. I did have a C D of one of, I think it was uh the Delirious C D, but it was just called Eddie Murphy Comedian. And uh it's just that hour of delirious and it's um i watched it again recently and what how old he was 21 or something when he put that out yeah it's ridiculous fucking nuts but it's clearly a 21 year old now when you watch it again you go oh yeah he's a baby doesn't know shit like he's just the whole hour is pretty much him making fun of gay people and um, talking about how much pussy he gets (laughs) that wouldn't fly no i don't think that first 10 minutes um is is it raw where he's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want any, um, I don't F, want any words, F words looking <laughs> at my ass. Yeah, it's one of them. Which is, yeah, it just wouldn't, no. <laughs> wouldn't fly. But he, he was so funny and such a great performer. It's like, I mean, he does it all. Speaking of, you know, if you want to talk about broad comedy, niche comedy, whatever, Eddie Murphy is one of those guys who will do, his act contains one-liners, characters, act-outs. He friggin' sings, he, he's physical, tells stories. Like, it's got all of it in there. And mm. I feel like that's the thing that I like. I like a comedian who can do it all. Yeah, which um, mm. which I think, like, when I, like, watching you perform, you're a, you're a bit like that. Like, you do have the one-liners. You've got stories that you'll tell. You do crowd work. You do, like, you're a, you're a guy I'll watch. Just because, like, you know how, like, after a while you get with comedy, if you've seen someone regularly yeah, so and you're having a conversation, like, you might be having a conversation outside to one of the other comics, there's guys you will wander inside to watch. Yeah. And then there's guys you're just like, oh, I'll catch him next time. Or, oh, is he doing new stuff? You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just, yeah. If, if you've been, especially yeah. if you gigged with someone regularly for a period of time. Yeah. So, you know, you know what they're doing and that sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, you're one of the guys I'll watch but just because you do such... You're doing different stuff often enough that I don't know what you're going to be doing. Oh, wow. Well, that's nice to hear. I like watching you you do crowd work too. Yeah, sometimes I suck at it. Are you good at accepting compliments? I'm not good at accepting compliments. We're talking about this because uh, we just had... um, We were interrupted by some scumbag fucking... Seemed like a lovely guy. Tech motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jeremy's really good. Good filmmaker. Uh, Yeah, so like I was saying, I'll come in and watch you. There's... there's guys like that, you know, like actually I do like watching. That's what I was saying. I was saying I <laughs> enjoy watching you do crowd work. Oh, crowd work. Oh, you're, see, you're the crowd work king. See, I like yeah, watching I you do that. crowd work. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I find crowd work to be um, <sighs> like it's in, it's enjoyable when it's going well. And and sometimes I'll if I'm emceeing, I might do a bit of it. You know, I'll do quite a bit of it if I'm hosting because it's just a way to buy time and but it's fun and it's when you're fun. hosting because it's, it's fun yeah st- like it's not like you're you're not on the clock the same no. way you are when you're doing a set but i'll i won't do any in a set i can't because i'm like 
I feel like I'm wasting my own time. That's what I've yeah. had to I've yeah. had to do too. Like now when I do sets, it's much less like yeah. crowd. I may ask a question as a way to get into a bit. Yeah. But it's not the same. No, where no, no, that's not If crowd, I'm seen, yeah. I'll just go, you know, yeah. talk. And that's the, I love that when I first realized to, and um, like, for, I don't know about for you, but for me, the key to doing crowd work well um if if I can say I do it all right, um well, is you do. I'll say it if you can't say it. You do it great. <laughs> but mm. it it's for me it's just listening. Yeah. When you when you actually take the time, instead of trying to think about, oh, what's the next thing I'm gonna say that's funny, all these people you just ask a question and listen to the answer and re just have the confidence Give to a react. natural reaction. Yeah. Or even I reckon I've tricked people into thinking I'm good at crowd work because often the person in the crowd is the one that says the thing that's weird or funny. And then all I have to do is like give a weird look to the rest of the audience or yep. say something really deadpan or normal after that. And then people laugh because they're laughing at the other person. Like yeah. the person said the funny thing and all I've done is react in a kind of underplayed way. And yeah. it makes people think that you're good <laughs> at it. Yes. But they're the fucking comedian. I should pay them. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't though. Oh, well, of course not. I don't know. Don't. God, that's no. A, no that's, and that's true. Like I do the same thing. Like you just like, yeah. sometimes, and sometimes like it all works out. Yeah. Like it's just like bits fall in your lap. Whereas like I made a crack once about a, um, I was talking to this couple in the crowd and she was from Rose Bay and mm. he's, he'd been chirping a bit and I said, which part of the central coast are you from? <laughs> and he, he said, um, he said, oh, she went from Newcastle. I yeah. said, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then I, then I said to her, I said, what are you, what are you doing with here? Are you mad at your dad? <laughs> and everyone went, oh, and I, I just made a joke cause she was from Rose Bay yeah. that they'd met at the uh, Golden Sheath. Oh, but yeah. that was yeah. why he went there to pick up a Rose Bay girl yeah. added at that. And turns out that's where they'd met. Perfect. And yeah, she just she just put her head in her hands and I went, What? And she goes, That's where we met and the crowd just erupted. And I was like, It's eh, perfect. That's well, just I got lucky. Yeah, that's the universe just like kind of lining things up. I mean and I've uh you know Mike Goldstein? Yes, I know. Have you Mike ever Goldstein. had Goldstein on? I haven't had Goldstein on this, He'd be and great I never on will. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck Goldstein. <laughs> fuck Honestly, him. I hate him. No, Mike, I'd love to have you on, mate. Um, he's so funny and such well, a good guy. And I'd have him on, but I'm not sure he's got management whose office I can do it. So. <laughs> I'll let him. I'll put in a good word. Get <laughs> oh, him in good. here. Um, he uh, he is often someone who I'll exchange texts with because we'll often get MC gigs. You know, like and especially if I'm traveling somewhere, like. I'll do an MC gig because, you know, you need to pay for your fucking airfare or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm not getting yeah, paid to headline. I'll do spots or whatever. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so and him too. So, he travels around MCing quite a bit. And we'll often just trade each other. All it will be will be um, some hack line that he's said on stage. Like, he'll just text me <laughs> like, this is what I said tonight. And it got a huge laugh. And I'll do the same thing. Like... It'll be, oh, there was an, a guy yelling in the crowd and I said, where are you from? And he said, America. And then I looked at the crowd with raised eyebrows, standing ovation. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's all you need to do. Like just, and it is that, I feel like sometimes it's like, it's how magicians must feel when they pull a coin from behind someone's <laughs> yeah, ear. Yeah, exactly. And the person's like, whoa, how did that happen? And you yeah. Just, uh, this is like the first thing I learned. Or who's drinking tonight? Woman screams loudly. And then you go, oh, I'll see you after the show. Big <laughs> yeah, clap, nice. big laugh. They're just like the most obvious lame jokes that everyone's said probably a million times, but... 
for some reason they work and you feel a bit dirty when you use them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or man. if they slip out or you accidentally say something you realize is hack, but fuck. I've got, a, I've got a couple of just lines that I use every, like they're just, <laughs> they're my, um, you know, when you stumble upon a housekeeping oh, line yeah. that works. Yeah. And, fuck yeah. Man, I, every time. And like, I don't know if you can see the deadness in my eyes mm. <laughs> when I'm saying it, but like, Still trying to say it like I just thought of it then. It's fucked. The worst part is when you're, if you are doing somewhere three nights in a row, like the store or something, and the first night you do it, the staff think you're really funny. Yeah. And then by the end of the run, they think you're just. I operate on the. uh, Horrible. I I operate on the idea that they're probably not listening to me anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Like I just like I, I often um just walk out and I'll I'll ask them. Like I just preempt it. I go, How how are they tonight? Like just ask yeah. them as though like are they tipping? Yeah. Like just yeah, to yeah. stop them going, Oh yeah. Yeah, I love asking how the crowd were. I love yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the, the best way to get out of the so uh, responsibility any, for anything. Yeah, totally. Were they good? Yeah. Did they drink a lot? All right, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I've done my job then. Yeah. <laughs> you act as if you yeah. had something to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> ah, good. I'm glad they put money over the bar. <laughs> they used to, uh, man, I used to get, um, you, you know Kobe? Yeah. Works at, work yeah. on and off. He went through a stage where he comes up to me one night and he goes, man, they, they always tip good when you're here. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Now I just, I feel so responsible yeah. trying to get them tips now. It's the, I don't know if he was just fuck, like playing with me. Like that was like, <laughs> you guys watch this. I'm going to fuck with Barnett's mind. But it got in my head so bad and now. Then every I time. Every like, time. Please remember to tip the bar staff. Yeah, um, like I do. I just, I've got my line. Look, yeah. I know we're not a tipping culture, but you don't get this service anywhere else. Ooh. And then give them a big round of applause. <laughs> so you watch me. Um, you, this I explained to Dane Heiser one night. I shouldn't mm. have because I was going on in his room. He goes, how you doing? I said, oh, I was like, you know, wasn't mm. quite mentally there. Mm. I said, oh, you might see a bit of crowd work up front. A bit of, not crowd work. I said, you might be, see a bit of uh, housekeeping up front. He goes, what? I said, oh, I said, often, like, if I'm not quite, just to get my brain kick-started, mm. well, it's kick-starting, I'll just do all the crowd work, uh, the housekeeping straight at the top. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, proceeded to go on and do all the housekeeping straight at the top. <laughs> and then he comes, I, like, he says to me straight up, oh, I see what you mean by the housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fucking, there we go. Yeah, you did nothing up there. <laughs> yeah. You just did housekeeping, then brought on the first act. Yeah. And the toilets are just there. Now, put your hands together for <laughs> Tom James. Toilets, uh, it's a lot like the, um, it's one of my lines, it's a lot like the JFK assassination. Toilets, back and to the left. Oh, back and to the left. Very clever. Yeah. Good Oliver Stone ref. Yeah. I had a, I, I'll often try to mix up my housekeeping because I can get caught in a loop of saying the same shit over and over again. I remember for years, not years, fuck, how long have I been doing comedy for? <laughs> for years. <laughs> I think for like decades. Yeah. I've been doing, I've only been doing comedy for five and a bit years or whatever. But for a while there, I had the same, it was an improv bit where I would, I would improvise, but there was a structure every single time. Like I'd always say something about the bar, something about the other comedians and something about the bathrooms. And I had a structure for it every time, but I would try to say something different every time. And it did my head in because I was so convinced I didn't want to say the same housekeeping lines like more than once because it would be... You know, if someone saw me, they'd just think I was a hack. And then uh, eventually I hit a wall where I was like, no, I just, I don't give a shit. I'll just say the same oh, thing. Yeah. Who fucking cares? That was, <laughs> I thought, I I thought early on that you had to, everything you said had to be somewhat funny. Oh yeah. And th- there's nothing wrong with just telling them where the bathrooms are, it turns out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, bathrooms up to be there. A joke. Okay. 
All right, let's get on with it. Or I've done, I've done a little bit of like warm up stuff. I know you have too, mm. and I've found with that because I'm not, you know, I'm pretty new to it, but I think I'm getting a little bit better at it. That um, sometimes the crowd just want a compliment; they don't need to laugh. Like sometimes all you have Man. to do is go, "You guys are fucking great. You guys are nailing it tonight," and yeah. then that's all they need to feel good. I um I find like and it was because I got into it. I do a bit over at Fox Sports, and um, Ray Badron introduced me into it and mm. i remember him saying to me early on he goes look you can try and do stand up but he said i've tried a couple of times it really doesn't work because there's no context for it you yeah. just sort of got to play with them a bit and like just it's more about energy than totally uh, over there anyway and look it's it's um yeah it's it's different sort of a beast like i do because I, I do the footy like the football type shows mm. i do a few uh you know just the usual gags of like uh you know oh we got any uh Newcastle fans in tonight. Oh, mm. Yeah, yeah, these guys. Yeah, they'll be here, but you, know, you won't hear from them all night. <laughs> yeah, just, like, yeah, just like just crappy. Oh, what team? Yeah, that was my other one. The Newcastle fans. Oh, this is going to be the highlight of your weekend. Coming to this, <laughs> isn't it? Just, like, just the usual. Yeah, you get those sort of crappy. Like that's that's about all I do in terms of gags for that. And the rest is just pumping them up a bit and making fun of people. Yeah, yeah. telling blokes they look like different football players. That was always yeah. good. Um, yeah, I had to do warm up for this show at Channel Nine. I've never done a network one before. Oh, really? And um, you want to name the show? No, because it's a pilot that might not exist. Okay. Yeah, but at the moment, yeah, it was a pilot. Taping. Won't be the crowd's fault. You know? <laughs> yeah, they were warm. Fuck, I hope they were. I was so panicked because I'd never done a network thing like that before. But um, the crew, the floor staff, all the guys were the footy show staff. Oh and yeah, crew. And um, they were awesome. They were all such like legends, but um, they were they all knew Philp actually. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was going to say yeah. a couple of the guys at Fox Sports yeah, were Philp. They too. all knew Philp, and they're like, "Oh, we normally have Philp in here, and he like you know really gives it to the crowd and stuff like that." And then uh, I could tell that I just had a totally different vibe to Philp. Like I just got the when I spoke to all the guys afterwards, they're like, "Oh yeah, nah." No, a bit different, a uh, bit different to Steve. That's all right. Uh, like I could just tell that I was giving something different, and I really got in my head about it. Like, but what have I done differently? There's no point either. That that said, there's no point going and trying to be no Steve Philp because no. Steve Philp, Steve Philp, and yeah, you, you're Cameron James. He's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. you do, you do Cameron James, <laughs> yeah, better, better than yeah, you do no, Steve and it wasn't Philp. a football show, so I didn't, I mm. couldn't do any football jokes or anything like that. But um. Yeah, it was. T- I was. I was feeling it. I, every time I looked over at like the crew, because they were all such big dudes as well, and I could. I was like, man, these guys fucking wish oh, Philip was here. I feel. <laughs> I feel guilty because I do so many of the same sort of things each week. Yeah. I like. I look at. I, I try and avoid looking at the crew because I'm just looking at like you know just <laughs> crappy lines that you know the crowd like. Hur, hur. Yeah. And I just can see them like just looking at me like you are a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard gig. Don't warm up. Oh man, it's yeah, it can be like it because it's sometimes like if if they're like if it's flat, that's producing energy out of nothing. Like yeah, a, and I'm I, I feel like I'm where where I'm doing at the moment. I like to think of it as the shallow end of it. Like it's pretty because the the shows I do generally the crowds are pretty excited to be there anyway. Mm. So um, the worst I mean worst time one time we had a couple of guys in that were drunk. Oh yeah, and um, did they get kicked out? Uh, yeah, midway through, I managed to get him, <laughs> get one of the guys booted and yeah, he, security took him out and he prompted, promptly, um, peed on the footpath outside. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real, uh, real good. But yeah, most of the, for the most part, they're not, 
like they're they're pretty sober. They're just excited to be there. Yeah, which makes life easy for me. Yeah, and um and I'm lucky too. The shows I work on generally the guys on panel mm. are real happy to interact with the crowds in the breaks. Yeah. So you you know you do a bit of facilitating that interaction. They you know if they're getting instructions, you just chat with the crowd for a bit. And well, that's pretty good. Cause it's pretty easy, I think, if the people on the show are like famous or beloved or you know yeah. they have fans because all you have to do really is kind of constantly reference them in a way. Yeah. Like go because I did I did X Factor a couple of times when Eastgate was um, See, shooting that would be something. Intimidating. In a way, I was way more intimidating watching it, actually, because I went in and watched Eastgate do it first. Yeah, because... And that was crazy, because he's so good. I was going to say, as hard as it is to be, like, to, to like, go and be Steve Philp... Yeah. Then, you know, uh, that's Eastgate. a totally different gear the other way. Jeez. At least you, you're musical, though. At least you could... Well, yeah, because watching him, because he kind of... There's so many kids in the crowd as well, and he has to play to both adults and kids, you know, so he's like... Being funny to do two different age groups, the mums and the daughters, and I just kind of tried to copy him a little bit, but then ended up sort of doing what I would do. But it was actually easier, I think, than the most recent one I did because it's such a big crowd, and um, all you had to do is just pump up, just get people cheering, get people singing, and if there was a little bit of a lull, I could just go. Hey everybody! Look, it's Guy Sebastian or whatever, and then people would just go crazy for Guy Sebastian. Yeah, that's nice when they're well liked. I yeah. the nightmare gig would be the ones you hear about where like people are basically just being, you know, oh, there's a random audience call. They're not that interested. Oh they're god, not, yeah. like you know, they're just random people. They don't know what they're at. No, nah, there was one. Uh, it was my kitchen rules. I think it was that I got called up to do but i ended up not being able to do it thank god because it was in their house oh no <laughs> well, imagine if it was in their house. it was out somewhere i think they must have i'd never watched the show but they must go shopping and shit buy stuff or look at prod, produce or whatever yeah. and it was at like a coles or something and it was just going to be in a coles with just regular people who were there shopping and then they're filming some shit at the deli counter or whatever. And that sounded like a goddamn nightmare. Just trying to like get normal people pumped up for fucking... Yeah, I did a remote... Manu like or a, whoever it is. I did a, like a one for a segment where for a live cross for a show. Yeah. And that was like, you know, like a, like just like a club, a registered mm. club. And a lot of people were like very curious to see what was going on. So there's a big crowd standing around. But as to, you know how they want, you know, you want them to get them all crammed in for the cameras and get yeah. them excited. So many of them, this club, like it was Western, in Western Sydney. So, so many of the people were like, nah, mate, nah, mate. Like just, <laughs> they just wanted, they wanted to stand and watch. They just yeah. didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. And trying to get people in. And too, at the start of that, like I didn't have a microphone or whatever. Yeah. And so I just looked like a crazy dude. Yeah. Like, so no I had nothing, <laughs> nothing identifying me as being part of the show. I just seemed like some <laughs> super keen dude. Like, come on, let's go be on TV. We've got to get into it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a lunatic, but I'm like, ah, fuck it. They're paying me. Who cares? Yeah, I had to do one. This is just us trading stories now. But yeah. um, I had to do one for... It's all right. I stopped recording. <laughs> for this um video game convention. And I don't, oh, yeah. I don't play video games. And I don't... I know why I got the job. And that's because you look like you play Michael games. Hing was unavailable. <laughs> 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 I'm convinced that's why. Um, 
And um, they, for some reason, that I got this warm up sort yeah, of. Gig. Michael Hing was unavailable. The one, the one comedian that plays video games <laughs> wasn't able to do it. Well, he's like known for it, I guess. Yeah, well, he's and, on good uh, game. Yeah, well, not anymore. Now he's doing his own thing. Now Is he's he? just a video game. He's in Spain right now, just for some video game festival, just broadcasting about it. I guess insane. Fucking that's crazy. He like two his two favorite things, comedy and video games, and that's what his life is now. Damn. Fucking asshole. What a but, um, so I I got roped into this thing, and it was at this video game convention, and that was fucking tough to pump that crowd up. They were filming for something, some corporate thing, and uh, they wanted the crowd going crazy. But I mean, first of all, that crowd are not the most extroverted crowd. And then also they could tell that I was a phony because they were all dressed as characters from video games, and I didn't know who any not of them one were. M- NBA Jam <laughs> amongst them. <laughs> no FIFA. <laughs> no, come on, guys. Not even a Mario. I would have taken that. Where's Sonic the Hedgehog, guys? I knew nothing, and I, I had to try and do crowd work with them. And all it was was me just going, "And who are you?" And they'd be like, "I'm such and such from whatever, oh, from Magic yeah. the Gathering or whatever." And I'd be like, "Yeah, don't know it." Cool, and who are you? Who's this they guy? Would, <laughs> they would actively hate they that. They hated me. Because you're an intruder in their world at yeah, that point and too. I sort of had a microphone and I had to wear a branded hat for the brand that it was for. And I just looked like this douche, this corporate douche who'd come in oh, man. to make fun of them with a microphone. And like, like they're all like, look at this, they've hired some some promotion model to come in. <laughs> <laughs> I, looked so, I just looked so bad. Oh, it was really hard. It was really fucking hard. That was the hardest one I've ever done. Wow. Sure. That, yeah, that... that uh, that would be a nightmare gig for me because <laughs> as much as you, like when you said Magic the Gathering, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I like didn't even I, know what that is. I just know, I've heard people reference it. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I don't even. It was tough. Yeah, that, that would be that would be a nightmare gig. But I guess it's whatever. This is the sort of work. This is kind of interesting. It must be interesting to listen to this because this is the sort of behind the scenes, like secret work that exists in comedy that not many people yeah. know about. There's like, you know, everyone knows stand up, obviously, and acting. But then behind the scenes, there's all these random little jobs that you can just pick up if you're lucky enough doing warm up or maybe like punching up someone's script or whatever, hopefully getting a writing job or yeah. whatever the fuck. Just, right? just a little weird little it's one of those jobs where I think like Unless you're unless you're very very successful, you, you most of your income's made up very much piecemeal. Like you're doing a bit of mm. this and a bit of yeah. that and a bit of, and like to personally, I like I, I kind of like it. I kind of like to like even the like even like as much as that gig that you did. If I was there doing that, I would just be like, oh my god, <laughs> hating it. I would love the fact that I have that as a story now. Yeah, totally. Like it's it's kind of one of those things where like the. Sometimes, like with those things, the harder it is, and the more <laughs> out of place you feel, the the better the story is. Oh, totally! I was taking so many photos and just texting them to Becky and stuff because she knows how much I don't click with video games, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, and it was just great because instantly, or people like Goldstein or whoever who do these tough gigs, if you can share it or you, you know, like share it with other people who've done these tough gigs, it's like a bonding thing of yeah. Like, what we're doing now, just like sharing rough gigs with each yeah, other. Exactly. Oh man, I may have taken up enough of your time though. You're, uh, you're, uh, yeah. You've obviously got uh, a lot of uh, important work on here. Yeah, in obviously. Office. Yeah, I've um, got a, I've got some real important shit on. Your, your handlers are giving me the, the wrap it up <laughs> sign. So 
No, yeah. thanks heaps for doing this, man. <laughs> I, I genuinely appreciate it. And um, thanks yeah, for having me. It's been nothing but gracious. Um, I'll have to have you back because there's uh, we still have to try and remember what that first conversation was yeah, about. Yeah, if we can try and remember it and then just do it exactly as we did it the first time, that'd be great. Yeah, but word for word. Thanks for having me. What a joy. No, no Thank worries. You. Thank you very much for being part of it. Hey, do you want to plug anything before you... Um. Uh, yes. Uh, sure. Can I? Yeah. Go nuts. If you guys want to listen to a couple of podcasts, what I've podcast? got. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to fucking do it. If you want to get it's away right, from the Andrew Barnett show for five fucking minutes, um, I do a. I do two. They're both film based ones. Uh, one's called the Blank Slate Movie Podcast, and that's with my friend Alexi Toliopoulos, and we just watch a different movie and review it every week. And we're both comedians, so it's funny. It's not boring. And uh, <laughs> the other one is also with Alexi. It's called Mike Check, and it's very stupid. Every week we watch a new Mike Myers film, and we have guests on, and we just talk only about Mike Myers. We had Will Anderson on a couple of weeks ago. Um, Reese Nicholson was just on, Adam Richard, um, where we've got a few cool guests coming up. Surprisingly, people want to talk about oh, really? Mike Myers. Cool guess. You have guests yeah. on that, do you? Yeah, so not um, not interested, mate. Uh, can't nice. do that. Check my emails. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter as well for the next five years till it uh, disappears. It's at I am Cameron James. I do some videos with Becky Lucas, and uh, they're pretty funny. You know, I'm picturing this as um, I am Cameron James will be like the I am legend when Twitter <laughs> dies. You'll be the last man standing. <laughs> still plugging the videos <laughs> in the podcast. Just you and your dog fighting zombies yeah. on Twitter. I'm still on MySpace. Hey. Yeah. It might come back. Whatever works, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries. Bye. Bye.